ayahuasca takes away the ego. It completely strips you of your ego entirely and connects you to your spiritual self 100%. Wow. You have zero ego when you're on ayahuasca. Because when you take away your, your three-dimensional ego and you can see yourself and everybody else for what they really truly are, and that's just pure love and God and whatever you want to call it, spirit, right. source, God, Later. I don't care what your name is for yeah. it. Then you see things through entirely different light. Knock them out the box, Rick. Knock them out, Rick. Knock them out the box. I'm Julie Wilson. Yeah. Rocks. Yes. And I came. R-A-W-K-S. Yeah. Um, okay. I moved out to L.A. I'm from North Carolina. Okay. Born and raised in West Virginia, so I'm a true hillbilly. <laughs> I moved to North Carolina for like 20 years, and um, then I just moved out to L.A. six years ago. So um, Why did you move out to L.A.? Because I met a guy. Oh, it's always a guy. Yeah, I met or a guy. A met a guy and he um convinced me to move out here you met a guy in north carolina that, i met him out met him here. here i was i was i had i had i'm an entrepreneur i'd started um, my own company i'm a product developer so i developed a the world's first certified organic libido enhancer called hot rocks which is why the hence the julie wilson rocks and uh and that's also r-a-w-k-s yes that's where that name came and the, from. And is that R-A-W is like raw? Is that Yeah, it's, it comes from raw organic herbs. Aha. And so it's not part of your name. It's the, it, No, no, it's, no, no. no. Okay, yeah, it's it. just, it's kind of in, you know. It's That's good to know. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it's a metaphor rocks because I love of rock course. and roll, you know. And then it. the raw herbs. So I, I developed that product. but Still out on the market? It's on the market. I sold the company though before I moved okay, out here. Right. But um, so... I had developed this product and I was traveling all over the world promoting it. And I was going on a lot of shows and doing a lot of trade shows. And so I came out to Burbank to do a trade show and he was there. He's a distributor in the industry. And so I met him there and then we kind of started a long distance relationship. He's from uh, New York. So then Hurricane Sandy destroyed his house in New York. So he moved out here permanently. And that's when he's like, moved to LA. And so I did. The rest is history. Um, we started another company. It was a CBD pain relief company. Uh, COVID pretty much killed that company. So we, we um, uh, I was lucky. It was just my company that it killed, though. Uh, but right. we, uh, so I went back into the, I had been in the hospitality industry for years when I developed my, when I was developing my business. And um, uh, so I went back to managing restaurant. Um, and now here I am. It was like a super close, close no, notes version, but that's yeah. That's great. Okay, now we're going to, you know, we're going to get in. Because originally, like, I think, you know, James wanted you to come on to also tell your ayahuasca story. Which yes. Which I definitely want to get into. I've never experienced it, so I'm really, really interested. And to be honest, I am definitely open to trying it. I think it'd be a great experience. I've like, I've tried, you know, mushrooms a couple times. Mm -hmm. And it was under a controlled environment and like really eye-opening because you yeah. see things from a different perspective that's what it is i think it's like whoa if you could see that from that perspective then what other perspectives can you see things at and even if it's not like a spiritual awakening it's just like a perspective awakening like wow you can see colors like all of this could be imagined and just opens you up yeah but like tell me you you mentioned you're in a transition period so like tell me tell me like what your was the ayahuasca experience to find yourself? Is that why you did it? I needed clarity. And I was at a, at a, this, I went through probably one of the worst years of my life this past year. 2020 really kicked my ass, just like it did a lot of people. Really? I've never heard that. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so unique in that. 2020 was such a great. 2020 and the yeah. first half of 2021 just absolutely kicked my ass. Yeah. And so um, what happened? 
if you don't mind me asking. A lot of things. Uh, my company bankrupted. Um, I got separated from my husband. Um, you know, I had a lot of issues with my son. I'm a single mom, but my son's grown now. But a lot of issues with him. Um, lost everything financially. Just literally crumbled to the ground. And I lost my home. Um, my mom. I lost my mom to a, to a religious cult. Now she won't talk to me anymore. Like, a lot of horrible things happen in just a very short amount of time. I've been through stuff. I'm resilient. Shit happens. It's called life. But just to have everything happen one thing after the next. I had a total hip replacement surgery. I was in agonizing chronic pain every day. Um, and so all of this happened and I just... You hide it so well, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like as a compliment, but I, I it's like also to say like what you see is not always what's going on. Everyone's yeah. deal struggling, but I mean... I think you were struggling. It was like struggle on steroids. It oh yeah, like. it was. It was like next level. Physical pain too, not just losing things. Because you know, you could say you know the business and all of that. That kind of stuff could be stepping stones to whatever you're about to do, mm -hmm. right? And all of it really is. But like when you add in like physical pain and losing somebody, and you know. Yeah, and and then you know, as a mom dealing with you know problems with your kid, it, it, you it have just, one son. I just have one son. Yeah. How old is he? He's twenty two now. Okay. Um, but yeah, he went through a really rough depression period. Um, his best friend died of a drug overdose. He lost his job because of COVID, and he just got very depressed and started, you know, self sabotaging himself. So I'm trying to deal with guiding him. I'm back in the restaurant industry working nights. My marriage is ending. My, my family's falling apart. I'm in chronic pain. And I, by the way, I have a whole new appreciation for people who deal with chronic pain. Um, because I'm it, dealing with it for three months now. Oh, Sciatica. I'm, oh, no, <laughs> oh, that's my, terrible. What an eye-opener. Like right now. But it's an eye-opener because I'm trying to just embrace it. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know with life. But it's... And I, I have a newfound appreciation. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it's... It can be real easy to be judgy of people that are like popping pills, but you know, and I never went that route, but I, I really was like, I understand now I get it. Like you got to function, you got to right. get up, you got to go through life. You know, I lost my home, so I had to move and way downsize. And, um, that stuff is all just things and stuff. Right. But it still adds to the stress. And so, yeah, I was, um, on the verge of a kind of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And I knew that I had to heal myself, heal my body, heal my mind, and just push a restart button. So um, I had a little money saved, enough that I could invest in taking a few months off and healing myself. I was burning the candle at both ends, and, and I was hurting my body even worse just, just with the stress and not sleeping and anxiety. And, and I, had just, I had just had a hip replacement, and I was back running around 20,000 steps a night in a bar and I was like, okay, I am, I've got to pull the plug here and connect back to my spirit. And, um, that's what I did. And it's been, it, it has been the most profound, painful, but amazing few months of my life. Awesome. And doing the work is so worth it. But ayahuasca was the pinnacle. That's where I was like, wow. wow. I just came back with a whole new view on life. Pain is the ultimate feedback. Like if your business fails, obviously there's luck involved, but you got to go, all right, was I doing what I love? What was I doing? It Can I learn from it? Like it's all feedback. So taking the time to go, all right, 
let me take it all in instead of just ignoring it mm-hmm. and then deciding, okay, what do I do with that going forward? And fixing and yourself, think- healing yourself, because obviously something's not working. So sometimes you need to hit that rock bottom and go like, all right, let me be real with myself finally. Yeah. We can hide it really well. We're really oh, yeah. good actors because oh, we, sure. we know how to empathize and how people are looking at us. So it's easy to put on that front. It's hard to go, shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. And what am I doing? And your shadow's always there. Yeah. It's always there. You're you always can't with yourself. You always know in your gut, it's eating at you like, oh, I got to do something. Yeah. This is, I can't keep lying. You know you're lying to yourself, even if you don't admit it. You feel it. Oh, so yes. The other thing I forgot to mention. Oh. Sorry, I I was I, um, I was also going through a horrific lawsuit with my ex business partner. That was all going on at the same time too. So there. Just everything. Just, just, just throw that in the mix. Basically, it's the perfect <laughs> analogy for the shit hit the fan. The shit hit the fan for sure. Like everything. Like yeah. it's when it's it because when the shit is the fan, the reason that's such a powerful statement is, it's like oh forget it. <laughs> yep. Like it's at just that spraying point, you everywhere. Go, it's just everywhere. <laughs> like. Let's just go out and eat. <laughs> like, forget yep. it. I don't even want to deal with this, right? It's too much. Yes. So, so yeah. So then you decided to go to go do this experience, or what was the well, process uh, of your healing? First, the of thing all? with ayahuasca is, and I and I like to call myself a lipstick hippie because I'm I'm kind of in the middle of being, you know, I'm I'm a lip hippie, a lipstick, lipstick hippie. hippie. So hippie. I'm like, I love that. You know, I'm I, I don't appear on the outside. I'm not wearing dreadlocks. I shave yeah. my armpits. You know what I mean? Right. But, but I'm all about spirituality as well i like the balance in in the middle like i like to live one foot in the matrix and one foot in the spiritual world you know and because you have to to function in society you know you can't just wear a poncho and sit on a hill right you have to pay bills but then you have to be willing to sit on the hill (laughs) then (laughs) just go ahead and evaporate you know we're in these bodies for a reason right so you know i've always been spiritual but i've always been what i'd like to call realistic as well Mm -hmm. and but realistic I, to the game that we seem to be in. That's how sure. I feel too. I'm open to anything. Like, I don't know what this is. This could be a simulation. This could be a creator. But right here, right now, the day-to-day, if I'm trying to win this game, whatever this is, there is like certain rules and principles that seem to kind of be here. So you got to be realistic and operate within the rules of the game, the, the conditions of the game, the environment. You know yes, I mean? and that's how you win it. Or at least stay in it. You want to stay in in the game. Play to your fullest. Yeah. You know, whatever you have, whatever you don't have, just go with what you got and go with it. Do the best you can. Anyway, so go ahead. So I always felt, I always felt a calling to try ayahuasca. Okay. But with any, for maybe the past 10 years. No, like for maybe the past decade. And why, why, like, why did you, I don't know. Like I feel because I'm, when I, the whole reason I created my first company was because I, I, I healed my body of Crohn's disease just using raw foods and herbs. And the doctor. What's that, what's that disease, sorry? Um, well, it's, it's, a, it's an autoimmune condition in your stomach where you're, you have scar tissue and your, your stomach literally attacks itself. That's the easy cliff, like the easy it, way yeah. to explain it, layman's good. terms. Keep it on my level. And uh, no, it's just it's, no, no, that's it's good boring yeah. and long, and yeah. I'm not a doctor. Well, people can Google it, but okay, it's that, yeah. and then you healed yourself. It's a debilitating, uh, debilitating digestive disease, and my doctor had, and uh, my doctor diagnosed me with that and said, "Listen, we have to cut half your intestines out." Now I was 25 at the time, 26, so you know, Jeez. five years ago. Just kidding, like and small uh, intestine. Pardon me? Small intestine? It's just, just, the, like just wherever the it. scar tissue was, he had gotcha. to cut it out. Um, and then he 
basically said, you know, by the time you're 40, you're going to have a colostomy bag. And this is this is this is what you got to live with the rest of your life. I just didn't like that answer. I thought. If the body regenerates itself every seven years and like, why can't I, you know, and you're going to cut out the scar tissue. And the first thing that happens, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I did know the first thing that happens when you cut into the body is what scar, scar tissue, tissue forms. Right. Then just more is going to form. Like, that's just like, what's you're the root cause? the roots. Exactly. And, um, so I started, I literally just walked into a, a um, bookstore. Remember Borders back in the day when they had oh, yeah. Borders bookstore? I walked in there and I just went to the aisle with diet and food and I just started pulling books and reading and I found a book about the raw food diet um, by a guy by the name of David Wolf, who I later became dear friends with. Wow. Uh, Shout out to David Wolf. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, but I was blown away. I read this book and I just couldn't put it down. So I started buying all these books on raw foods and herbs and I went home and I just changed my lifestyle overnight. Like I was a single mom at the time, bartending at night. Uh, I worked for Harley Davidson. I was a marketing director during the day, two jobs, um, running on the hamster wheel. And I was just depleting my body of all nutrition. And I realized like I needed to feed my body. But yeah, I mean, just, just real quick. I'm sorry. No, no, swear don't I'm be sorry. You. I really want you to get into it, but I'm just imagining how there's so many people that look like they're fine too, or that don't, that are going through a transition like you. So I, that's why I'm curious, not to just tell your story, but also for others to go, oh shit. Like, I really want to know, like even not just ayahuasca, but wh what was it that got you to a point where you're feeling like you're ready to jump back in? You know, even though you don't know what, that's what's so cool. It's not like the you're process. like, look how successful I became. This is the interview during the transition. And in a year, we're going to bring, or sooner, we're going to bring you back and go, all right, what you got now, Miss CEO? <laughs> uh, I so don't know. I don't even know what it looks like, but I just know that I want to help. I want to, like, give back. Great start, because everything is helping. Everything is helping. And you, a lot of times you can look at people on the outside, like you said, or they're an attractive female or they come from a certain type of family or, and you think, oh, th life must have been easy for them. And um, it not always, not all the time is. And, well, it's um, never. Yeah. It's actually never. I've never, I haven't, have you run into anyone who said, man, nah, it's, everyone's Well, got there's a story. different levels Lever of, levels, for sure. and, and if you haven't experienced the rock bottom, you might not understand you know, then then being That's stuck true. in traffic might piss you off a hell of a lot more than somebody who's hit rock bottom. You're just kind of like, it is what it is. Right. You have more tolerance for the little curveballs life, life throws at you when you've been through the freaking right. shit, you know? Right. So That's you have a little advantage. bit more patience. That's the advantage because someone like that is also getting upset at every little thing. Yeah. So we all have our own struggles, you know, but it's always good to hear how other people deal with them so that mm -hmm. other people can maybe help themselves out. I mean, I remember it used to irritate me and and I've I've since gotten over this but when I first moved out here my husband and I we would go to dinner with people that are like from Beverly Hills nice people like absolutely nice people but just come from a world that I don't come from women that have never had to work they have nannies you know and they're complaining about their nannies or they're complaining that their husband doesn't didn't buy them the you know their red bottoms or <laughs> and I'm I'd be sitting there at dinner thinking bitch you have no idea what it's like to fucking struggle. Can I say that? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. You can say whatever you want. But then I realized later, I'm like, why am I judging them? Maybe I had a little jealousy. Like yeah. I started to have to look inward to myself. Like I don't need to judge them for complaining about that. That's their life. 
I would have loved to have had a life without a deadbeat father from my child. But so I got over that. But it was a transition for me in the beginning because I'd never hung out with a bunch of rich housewives. I so understand you. I definitely came from I came from nothing. We came from Soviet Union. So I, I admit I had like a reverse discrimination for like wealthy people because I, I just bought into the oh because you know, on shows that are portrayed as snooty. That could be for some. Yeah. But really, they're all regular people. And like you said, I used to judge that too, like people having these you know, first world problems, but then that's real to them. Yeah. In their simulation, they're dealing with something that's really upsetting them. They may not have, if they had my problems, they'd readjust. Yeah. But it's not for me to judge. And, 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 and I realize my life isn't necessarily worse. No. Because it's just different. A lot of times the happiness level is quite low mm -hmm. for people that have an e easy life. Mm -hmm. This is coming from really good friends that live in those circles that are like, None of us are happy. Like I've had people tell me, not, yeah. and I don't know if that's true, but because they're they're not they've gone away from tribalness. Yeah, you know, the more you, money you have, the more you got to watch your back. The less that's right. The less people just come over for the barbecue, right? But I love how I don't judge anyone anymore. I used to be the same way, like judging other people's struggles, like oh they're not as it's not about that, mm -hmm. and we all kind of are in our own way. Yeah, because there's also these rich kids that live with their parents in hidden hills that are called towners mm -hmm. that are very depressed a lot of times very depressed they have no direction and they've been given everything they got the lambo and it's nice but they're bored all day long because they don't have anything exciting them that's driving them they're obsessed about they want to give back to humanity to give back to their tribe you have to, to have a useful. purpose you need you to have, have to wake up and have a purpose in to life. give back to the tribe yeah. it's like instinctual you have to contribute i need to contribute to my tribe and then I like when the tribe goes, good job, Rick. You did a good podcast or whatever the fuck you contribute. You cut the carrots up. It's all. But if you have nothing, mm -hmm. it's hard to feel good about yourself. Then you're going to be like, whoa, what you looking at? What? You're insecure. Mm -hmm. So now you got to put up a front. Look at this. Look, I have this. I have that. But it's not real happiness. You know, it's a front. And that was the big problem that we had because when we moved out here, my son was 16. So he went from a... a small town high school in North Carolina to Calabasas High School uh, in 10th grade. And it was like, what a culture shock. Whoa. You know, these kids have brand new pink Porsches and Mercedes and Range Rovers. And I'm like, you got to get a job. Um, Ooh, that's so pressure, man. He was, yeah. And he, he went through a different kind of struggle than I did. And it was, the, it was like, okay, I need to fit in. When he came home with a four, he, he got a job. He came home with a $400 t-shirt that he bought from um, the village. And I went, what in the <laughs> I don't think I ever bought anything that was four hundred dollars right. when I was sixteen. Give that shit felt, to me. He felt like he had to keep up. Of course. And it and it was hard for him. And that that's where his struggles develop. The social acceptance and and emotional intelligence mm -hmm. is way more important than any academics. I agree. Because if you get that wrong, you're fucked. It's, it's Psychologists have said recently, by the way, for all the parents pushing their kids to learn academics when they're two years old, three years old, four years old. It is not important. I'm not saying it's not, academics aren't important. I'm saying all leading child psychologists say social skills. If they don't know how to play in a group, they're going to be fucked up and they're going to do really poorly in school because mm -hmm. they're going to be feeling depressed from not being included. That's what happened with a lot of kids over the pandemic too. Yeah. They were just plugged into their electronics and no social stimulation. So it's, it's, it was, it was a scary time, and I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that we're getting past that now. But. Yeah. 
People got to get together and practice interacting and communicating, being together tribal. Just mm -hmm. it's a good message to put out there. I agree. So let's take it back to <laughs> okay. your healing. And what did you do first? So um, I healed. How did you decide well, to jump into well, the healing process and quit? Did you go, you know what, take this job and shove it? Or you planned it out? Like, Well, the, back back to the, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease is when yeah. I said, you know, I'm just going to, I changed my whole lifestyle with herbs and everything. Within six months, I had completely reversed my disease. Now, I want to wow. go ahead and say as a disclaimer, I'm mm -hmm. not telling people with Crohn's disease they can heal themselves. What worked for me might not work for someone else. I am not a medical doctor, but you be in charge of your own body and do the research before you yes. go under the knife because um, once you do, it's irreversible. Um, so I figured I was going to exhaust all options. For me, it worked. And I am over 40 and I don't have a cosmic bag, so I must have done something right. Um, I healed my body, completely changed my life, and that just ignited a, yeah. just a passion for me because I thought if I could heal myself of this and the doctor said it was impossible, what else is out there that people could heal themselves of? And so I got super on my soapbox preaching to everybody about herbs and raw foods and this and that. And I, I started and how being, could I, it be I, wrong? How could it be wrong? Meaning even if it doesn't cure you, mm -hmm. it can't be bad for you. Like, you're not like, exactly. hey, take this pill. You're like, just eat some raw foods like that we're supposed to eat. Yeah. Like, and like, and how, how long have you been nutritionally deprived. deficient? Yeah. Dude, probably I, your whole life. Same. I, I got healthier, by the way. Just didn't. Maybe I'm still growing, but that's how I got healthier. Is reading books on putting more nutrients back in my body. Mm -hmm. Not even about cutting And omitting out. some like chemicals. and Right. And that's what I did, and it worked for me. So I got I got a, almost a little bit annoying <laughs> because I was like, "Oh my God, you have to do this!" Yet. And then I was like, "Okay." And I was dating a guy at the time, and he we were making these concoctions. I was making these superfood shakes, and my friends were coming over, and I had this one, this one blend of herbs that I every time I did it, and if I omitted one thing, it, it would change the potency. So it was exactly like this this formula that I had created, and my friends would come over and get it, and they would call it the horny shake. They're like, every time I drink that shake, I'm horny. Like, can I have more of that? Can I have more of that? So I started like, like I said, I would play with the ingredients. I would omit something. It wouldn't be as potent. I would add something. It wouldn't be as potent. It was just a simple six to seven ingredients. And that's when my, I was on my way to my, my job. I was freaking stressed out in traffic. My boyfriend calls me and he's like, why don't you just put this stuff in a pill? Sell it. And I went, that's a great idea. If I would have known the amount of work that that was going to take, I maybe would have changed my mind. But hey, the beauty is not knowing, right? right? And I just dove with it. I started doing research. I started meeting with people. I started traveling around the country and meeting with um, factories and labs that can make these things. Then I started seeing how vitamins and supplements were, were made. And as a proprietor, it killed me because I thought... I know what happens to a, a, a herb when you heat it at really high temperatures. And I would go to some of these labs and they're throwing them in kilns and they're firing them up to thousands of degrees. I'm like, they're losing their potency. That's right. why you go get ginseng for $10.99 at Walmart or you get ginseng from Dragon Herbs in Beverly Hills and you're, one of them's 10 bucks and one of them's 100. There is a difference. One of them's going to work. The other one's not. Right. And so I started getting real passionate and I started trying to find a lab that would make my product raw the way that I wanted to make it. I found a process called drum drying where you would actually sp spread the, the drum out and they put the herbs on top and they dry them at really low temperatures and then they sludge them in a sludging machine and you could pack them in the capsules. So I learned this was about a year and a half of research that I did all this while I still worked my other job. 
And I remember I got my first batch in, it was a thousand bottles. And I was like, this is so exciting. But then the real work comes, you know, you got to go sell it. You got to promote it. You got to do marketing, which that's a whole different story. But going back to the ayahuasca thing, I understood then the power of plants. And these weren't even psychedelic plants. I'm talking ginseng and maca and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, epiminium and, and catuaba bark and these really powerful herbs that changed and healed my body. And the, I, I hadn't even touched the surface of psychedelics yet. I hadn't even really smoked weed or anything at that point in my life. Okay. You know, you, you talked about clarity. So I've been on this kick that I love, which is a little bit changed of what I used to say. You need direction and confidence to be successful. It's, but it's the three C's. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was very low on the three C's, I couldn't really get anything done like that. I, I had a job, uh -huh. but now my three C's are at their highest and they keep growing. Cause it's like a mindset. It's, what are the three C's? So clarity, uh -huh. knowing what the fuck you want. Yeah. If you don't really know yourself, like you haven't researched, you haven't tried different jobs. That doesn't mean you could just go like that. You got to go do the work, go work there, go work here, go YouTube that, go talk to that watch shows i don't know clarity go oh my god this is what i want to do it doesn't even have to be the thing just the thing now <laughs> i want to save the children whatever <laughs> doesn't matter what really because everything is a monetizable industry mm -hmm. even charitable organizations you can pay yourself a 150k salary if you're running a billion dollar organization easy right like plus anyway clarity confidence if you don't think you're the shit, you're not going to do it. Why would you get up and go train five hours a day if you're like, I'm like lame? Yeah. You got to be like, I'm going to be the best. Like, even if it's delusional a little bit, it's required. Nobody famous or, or successful is not confident. That's I true. don't know anyone. They're all like, they might be humble about it outwardly, but Will Smith is like, I can do this. That's why he did it. That's why the rest of us don't. Again, where do you get it? experience, success, small successes, you know, building self-esteem that might have been stolen from you by adults and environment growing up. Mm -hmm. You're nothing. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. But you can you can rehabilitate that if mm -hmm. you do the work because it's all bullshit. It's all stories you're telling yourself. It's made up. So it's easy to remake another version. All of it's made up. These are all concepts. And the third one is courage because the fear will always be there. Every fucking time. I so love if it. you if you if you okay if you give in to the fear, it's over. Yeah. Because it's if you're waiting for the fear to go away, mm -hmm. you're done. It's never gonna happen. It's always gonna be there, and that's just your ego. Your ego wants like, to limit yeah. you. Confidence, clarity, courage. I love it. And if you don't have those three working for you, just keep working on them. That's really the key. It's really that simple. Like, and how do you get it? Listen to Tony Robbins. Listen yep. to Gary Vee. They're telling you things that really are lifting up those things. But if you just listen to them and then go take a nap, then the confidence goes up. Then you, you kind of get lazy. It goes down at your back. You got to keep pushing that boulder up the damn hill. Yeah. Can't. It's very tough. You know what I mean? Like, you got to find it enough where you can be consistent. And I think... You have to, it's easy to do it on the days you feel good. Right. The difference between ambition and motivation, I think Gary Vee's talked about this mm -hmm, before too, mm -hmm. is 
No, motivation, you have to have something that motivates you. Oh, I'm motivated. I feel good today. Ambition is something you have even when you're not motivated. Right. So you can feel like shit in the morning, but you get up and you do it anyway. Right. And that's ambition. And yes. that's, that's. And really fits in with even there. I love saying it in different ways because it might click for people in sure. different ways. But three C's, same thing. When those three C's are high, yesterday, I told you, it was one of the hardest days I've had in a long time, like in a few months. And I handled it really well, by the way. I didn't even, I didn't say I had a bad day. I had a great day. Yeah. I had like amazing calls. And today things happened where if I had known yesterday, I would have just laughed the whole day. Mm -hmm. Isn't that how Isn't it always that works? fucking crazy? I love it. So back to you. Where did we leave off? <laughs> I'm all yeah, over the place. No, it's your healing. You. Um, oh my, this. my business. This is such yeah. A so great deep versus. Oh, I took I took ayahuasca. Everything was great. I'm clear. <laughs> which I know you're not here going. Hey, everyone, take ayahuasca. It's like. Hey, I no, want, it's not for I everyone. I just want you to know. It's not for everyone. This is something that's out there. Instead of feeling suicidal, maybe or depressed, or you're finding yourself like, hey, if that works for you. So anyway, go ahead. So fast forward, you know, yeah. I, I, I ended up, my company ended up succeeding, you know, yeah. and um, doing really well. I got, I was on national television. I was on serious radio. And before I knew it, just it exploded. One thing led to the next. And I had one skew, one skew. And we were selling $100,000 a month. Um, it was doing really, really good. So I was flying high. I mean, I'd obviously quit my other job. But what I did is I'd use the edgy marketing that I learned from Harley Davidson and combined it with organic raw herbs, which had not been really marketed that way yet. They were very marketed, very bland, very whole foods, which there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but it was preaching to the choir. And I wanted to help people that normally wouldn't take herbs and superfoods, right. help the guy on the Harley. He used to make fun of me for drinking my green sludge when I come into work. He'd call it my green sludge, but it was like my, my superfood smoothies. I wanted to appeal to those guys. And so I went on Playboy and I went on, you know, um, ESPN and I did a lot of those types of shows as opposed to, you know, your typical organic marketing. And it really did help. I mean, I got letters from people all the time who just because they heard my interview, not only did they order my product, but they changed their diet. I had a truck driver who was 350 pounds and a diabetic. And he called into the show that I was on because they, they invited me back on. Uh, I was on the Playboy radio show. They invited me back on there and he called back in and was like, oh, my God, I tried your product. And and I started implementing other changes. I've lost 150 pounds. I'm not a diabetic anymore. And I'm growing goji berries in the back of my truck, like literally growing goji berries. I wow. was like, score, even if it's just one person that I helped. I love that. So I was really flying high. It was a great time of my life. Um, but I grew too fast, too much too fast. Yeah. I was losing it. I had lost a bunch of weight. My hair was falling out. I was I was starting to not be the healthy yeah. the epitome of health that I was trying to sell yeah. because I was so I was my adrenal glands were shot. Yeah. I was on a plane 100,000 miles a year. I was on a plane every other day. I mean, remember I'm a single mom. Yeah. So my parents were helping watch my kid and my dad just I landed I was on a plane, got back. I was on a red eye flight, landed and I was just fried. And I had to turn right around and fly somewhere again. And I was I was crumbling. And I, I remember I was talking to my dad and I was driving my car and I was I was trembling. I just I was like, I'm I'm exhausted. I had all this money, but I was I had lost the joy because I was overwhelmed. And my dad said, Sweetheart, you can always make more money. You can never make more time. You've got to sell this business. 
And I had an offer on the table. My partner wanted to buy me out. And I called my lawyer and I said, I got to sell. I can't do this anymore. I'm dying. It's going to kill me. And I'm losing my relationship with my son. And he said, I got the papers drawn up. Finally, we came to an agreement and um, my partner bought me out. Um, so I walked out of that courtroom feeling like I lost my baby, but also feeling relief at the same time. And I took some time off. And that's when I was dating, you know, the man who lived out here. And that's when he said, look, you sold your business, move out here. And so I did. And, um, but, you Another know. stepping stone. Yeah. It's all stepping stones too. Don't uh -huh. forget whether you think they are or want them to be. I'm here for are. a reason, for sure. Go back. So then get to the ayahuasca. I want to get to the ayahuasca. Yeah. So but I don't want to rush the ayahuasca. No, 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 no. It, it <laughs> is. So, so now knowing the backstory of what got me interested about 10 years ago, I started really like tampering with the plant medicine, you know, a little mm, bit of tampering. cannabis here and there. That sounds a little bit of micro dose with the mushroom. Naughty. Tampering. Yeah. Tampering. <laughs> tampering. Um, <laughs> and I noticed that, you know, and I'm, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak, so I don't like getting real drunk. I don't like, so I would be very careful with my dosage of stuff, just a little bit to kind of take the edge off or just to kind of expand my mind. And I was telling James this earlier is I started doing some microdose mushrooms and I would feel like I just, like my heart loved more, like it expanded. Dude, like, I like the Grinch, my heart just grew to size, like he was saying. And that's how I felt like the days that I would do some microdose. Is like, it sustainable? Could you be, cause I know, I know a good friend that microdoses either. I don't think it's true. I think it's like acid or something. Oh yeah. Some Micro. people do that. Yeah. And he's like, it's, but he goes, I don't, he, cause otherwise he'll be on medication. Yeah. Like on antidepressants. And he goes, dude, I'm good. Like I'm fine. I'm me. So if that works, why is that bad? That's what it's meant for. Well, it, it's not profitable. It's not profitable That's for big pharma. That's what he pharma. said. It's so cheap. Well, it's not profitable Dude, for big pharma because they can't have a patent on a natural plant. So right. they try to alter it. And when they try to alter it, they take away the healing capabilities of it. It's happened with marijuana time and time again. And um, So you try to get the natural herbal nutrients that are there made by the creator or whoever is but they got to bastardize the plant yeah they have to bastardize the plant in and order to make it to marketable make it more so they can of sell course. it otherwise so they can't sell it this. so like with psilocybin which is the active compound in the mushrooms yeah that it's proven they have data and research behind proven that it helps with depression and ptsd and all of these issues and yet it's got yeah. it's a schedule one drug like, well because they brand it that way well, they, they promote they want to make kind people of afraid of propaganda, it. of course, because because how powerful would it be if everybody money. stepped into their true power and couldn't be held bondage by fear anymore and held bondage by, you know, their self-limiting beliefs and the division and the hatred and all the stuff that's being programmed into us right now. They don't like the love, the, the hippie movement, by the way. They made that a negative thing. It's not love profitable. Like, yeah, they were stopping wars. But then it's like, hey, man, you're fucking with our shit. Because the war is fucking profitable. Uh-huh. And look, when people are living royal dynasty life, I'm not even judging them. I don't think I would allow myself to. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't capitalize if I could, but then I feel like I couldn't live quite like that. So I don't blame them. But they will do anything to protect their 
like, you know, dynasties that are set up for generation. This is generational well, it's, wealth. It's power. So yeah, like they don't want something to come along that's going to replace their highly profitable drug. Pharmaceuticals, probably it's the biggest industry in the world right now. Everything's a, a pill. Mm -hmm. Take a pill. Like my sciatica, I didn't even think about taking pain meds, but I'm like, I totally don't blame people for doing it. And you, you believe I would that rather just start doing my stretches in a better way. I go to like an acupuncturist trying. I'm not saying it works or doesn't, yeah. but I'm just trying things and I can do things by swimming and stretching better and getting maybe losing some weight. Yeah. And, and take, and I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, I want to use the pain to get in better shape. Cause I keep not getting to exactly where I want to be. Cause you know, I don't have to, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like I don't look good enough, let's say, but I know it's better for my knee and for my back. And maybe this pain is a gift. Well, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. And I think I hate it, but, but you I'm know, I mean, even, it, even but... Lady Gaga said in an interview with Oprah, she was saying how she lived with chronic pain and she tried to fight it every day and it kept her down. And when she finally surrendered to the pain and said, this is what I'm Ooh. dealing with she her career skyrocketed let's fucking go because she was blocking herself I fucking love that surrender to it okay i'll give you one more and then back to the ayahuasca story it's from a, a interview i heard with a monk so i'm giving them credit i don't remember which monk it is you could probably look it up i think he's famous for being being able to meditate the longest i'm paraphrasing his story he was very anxious as a child like hyper anxious debilitatingly anxious his dad brought him to a temple monk temple and the monk told him, he's saying, he's telling the story that don't run away from the anxiety. It's your friend. Yeah. Why am I getting emotional? I have no fucking idea. But he goes, just sit with him, embrace him, and be with him. And just live with it. It's there for you. And it totally changed his perspective because he never thought of that. It's all the story you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. It's all the story you tell yourself. If your parents put some belief system in your head since you were one years old, you better, if you really want to know what's going on, stop and question everything. You know, and don't run away from the pain. Listen to it. You know, that's, that's a powerful story because he basically says he's like the greatest meditator in the world. Mm -hmm. he can, he's his, something like his... Um, pulse goes down to some record levels when he wow. meditates, right? This is an anxious person by nature. Yeah. And he's still with his friend. He goes, it comes and I go, oh, hey, sit with me. What's going on? And then he kind of like ignores him. And that's it. Instead of running yeah. and making himself crazy, like, huh, huh, I got to get away. Well, the, the anxiety of the anxiety mm -hmm. is a snowball effect. I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody, but I thought that was a very powerful well, and Sorry. if you believe in the law of attraction, which I do, we're all energy. Like every, you, me, James, this chair, that blunt, the lighter, your watch. If you look at every single thing, we're all just atoms vibrating around. That's all we all are. A cell is made up of atoms. Everything is made up of atoms. And when you have your vibration lowered. And most of the you, atoms are air. That's the crazy thing. It's just, it's particles of energy is all it is. We are energy. Right. So this is, this is, this is like science. Okay. I'm not saying this hippie woo woo right. shit. With you. I mean, we are all energy. So when you 
resist, when you're resisting something, whether it's an emotion, whether it's a person, whether it's a political ideal, when you're putting much of resistance, you're lowering that vibration of your energy down. So that's why when you embrace something like pain or anxiety, you're lifting that resistance, you're raising your vibration, and you're able to attract other things that are in that vibrational field. Taking pharmaceutical drugs all the time lowers your vibration. In ingesting in, uh, you know, horrible negative news every day lowers your vibration. Hating somebody, hating your neighbor lowers your vibration. All of those things factored in and it can keep you easily yes. manipulated, yep. easily in fear, easily seduced by things that are meaningless. Right. And it's self-perpetuating because once you decide, like once I decide my sciatica is a bad thing and I got to get away from it, yep. which I do sometimes want to, I get frustrated but with it. You can't it, help it. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, it's human nature. But when I do that, I automatically become negative Yeah, because... I'm thinking there's this thing that's fucking with me. What the hell? Why am I here? I'm not saying this is how it should be. I'm saying it shouldn't be this way. Mm -hmm. This isn't fair. Instead of giving in to the moment, whatever's happening. It's kind of like when a child is doing something fun and you tell them, no, now we're going to do this other thing. And they go, mm, I don't want it. Blah, blah, blah. They get upset and they stay there because they're not willing to go, well, let me embrace this. We're about to watch a movie or get popcorn. They're not even willing to allow themselves to embrace these positive opportunities right there because they choose to tell a story that mm -hmm. this is a bad thing coming. I don't care what you say. Mommy, I want to keep doing this thing I'm doing. La, 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 la. That's what people do. Yeah. So they're not even open to the beautiful things that are already happening around them, you know? And that, that but that resistance once again comes from the ego. Right. And now what I can tell I had ayahuasca takes away the ego. It completely strips you of your ego entirely and connects you to your spiritual self 100%. Wow. You have zero ego when you're on ayahuasca. Wow. That is the beautiful thing about it. And what does I, that mean? Like Explain like okay. My so your ego, ego. What does your, that mean? What's my ego doing? Your ego is the three dimensional, and we have to have an ego. By the way, I think people start thinking that e the ego is bad, and I think that the ego is helpful. Right. Embrace we have it. to have the ego. Understand it. Embrace it. But living a hundred percent in the ego um, is when you're chasing the wrong things. You're struggling. You're resisting. You're all of those things we've just talked about. When you strip yourself of the ego completely under plant medicine, supervised, by the way, plant medicine, and I'll get into that later. Very important that it's supervised by a good shaman. Absolutely. Because when you take away your, your three-dimensional ego and you can see yourself and everybody else for what they really truly are, and that's just pure love and God and whatever you want to call it, spirit, right. source, God, Creator, I don't care what your name is for yeah. it. Life source. Universe. Energy um, source, whatever then you see things through entirely different light. I knew from years of being in this herbal world and knowing a lot of people who've tried these types of plant-based medicines, um, that it was very important to go to a reputable shaman and actually re really be careful where you go and do it. There has been a, because the popularity has risen, there's a lot of Netflix documentaries about ayahuasca and there's a lot of YouTube stuff. And so people are starting to get curious to it yeah. and so because of that it's it, it, there's some people that might try to monetize on these things um and there has been an increase of these ayahuasca parties there's mm -hmm. been some mansions in beverly hills that 
people will rent out and then they'll charge a cover and let everybody drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak. And they give people ayahuasca. When you're on something as power, medicine as powerful as that, like if you're going to go have brain surgery, you're not just going to go to somebody's house and pay somebody to cut your brain open. Right. Okay. You're going to want to go to a very qualified surgeon. That might seem like an extreme example, but I'm telling you it's not because when you're stripping yourself of that ego and you right. are raw and open to the spiritual world, negative entities can come in because there's, yeah, you know, there's you're, negative you're energies out there. You're susceptible to be maybe hypnotized maybe by an you could idea. Have, you could have bad so, energies come right. into you. You could have a panic attack. You, right. If you if you don't prepare properly, like if you're if you're somebody that's taking Prozac or Xanax or something, and you go take, there can be severe psychological consequences. Right. So, so you, you want a professional to go, hey, what's you know to make sure they they intake you properly, they identify any risks, exactly, and, and you have to take a trust them. you have to do a two week cleanse before you go. Okay, no pork, no dairy, no sugar, no salt, um, no alcohol, no no tobacco, no, no no nicotine. Why is that? Just because you want to have no chemical influence on Got your it. body whatsoever. So when you take this medicine, it does its job. Got it. If there's other chemicals, it can interfere with the healing. So where did you do it? Where so I found a place, a friend of mine that's been in the industry for years that I've known through the raw food world. I've met him at other yoga retreats and stuff. Great guy. He posted something on Facebook about his experience doing ayahuasca. Now, this is just a few months ago when I was like at the epitome of my low point And I thought I need, it's time. I need ayahuasca. And I, I remember just opening my heart to it. Like it's time but I don't want to go to just anyone. And the next day he posts this on Facebook. And all I did, all I did was like the photo. I didn't say shit. I just liked it. And he immediately sends me a direct message. Julie, oh my gosh, you have to come to this place. It's in Mexico. It's unbelievable. The shaman is incredible. I thought of you the whole time. And I went, but um, as soon as he did that, yeah. I knew that was my sign. Wow. I said, send me the link. He sent me the link. I clicked, I paid. I was like, I'm going. So how much was it? Just curious. It was it was not that expensive at all. It was like seventeen hundred or two thousand dollars for the whole week. It includes everything: sweat lodge ceremonies, all of your food, two ayahuasca ceremonies, Kembo frog, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's the frog venom. Kembo frog, they call it the vaccine of the jungle. Um, it is there's peptides that are in this frog juice, this yeah. frog venom, whatever you want to call it. Yes. So this particular frog, frog yeah. yeah so what they do is they they burn like a little incense thing and then they do that's why i have like these little dots here so they do two or three dots on your skin just superficial burn so just burn you a little bit just to open up your skin they like to do it on the shoulder because it's close to your heart especially the left shoulder it's close to the heart so they then they they, they put the 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 the, uh, the frog venom or juice whatever you want to call it on to those wounds those little mini holes and within about 10 to 20 minutes, you start feeling it. It's wild. I don't know if you ever, have you ever had a niacin flush before where you take, no. so you take a bunch of niacin and it just makes your whole body feel flushed. No. It's a vasodilator. Like so a it, heated flush kind yes. of feeling? Yes. Okay. So it opens up your capillaries and pushes blood through everywhere. Wow. Uh, just to let you know, Viagra is a vasodilator. So that's kind of how it helps uh -huh. with, with engorge your blood vessels. It pushes blood out. It pushes Everywhere, blood, it, it opens your capillaries. And so when it, it's a, it's a natural vasodilator. Yeah. So when you put it on there, it combines with this peptides that are in the frog and those peptides, by the way, big pharma is trying to 
mimic those peptides because there's hundreds of peptides that are super healing to, to the body and detoxifying. It actually goes into your the bile and your liver and it squeezes all of the toxins out of your um, out of your uh, gallbladder and your liver and pushes it into your stomach and then you immediately vomit. It's it's pretty violent. It doesn't feel good, but it purges a lot of toxins out. So if you go to an ayahuasca ceremony, they'll start the week with the combo frog because you've already cleansed your body because you've been on a special diet, right? You go there and yeah. we still have residues that are in our organs. Yeah. So you take this combo frog and you violently purge everything out. It How squeezes. many purges do you need to do? Are we talking one big purge or like well, 20 yeah. like, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, you know, like when you just have nothing and you just keep, is it like that? I just want to know. You only need to do it with the, 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 the week that I went, they did it three times. Okay. No, but like how many times do you go like have to vomit? Well, everybody's different. Yeah. Some people don't purge at all. They just oh, okay. sweat. All right. Some people emotionally purge. They start to cry. Okay. Um, my experience with it was I... I put on a very tough exterior, so I'm yeah. not a big crier, okay? Yeah. I've had to be being in male-dominated industries and a CEO. I couldn't <laughs> fall crying and everything. Right. So I developed like, this right. tough exterior, especially as a woman. Yeah. I don't cry. I got this. I'm right. good. Plus, I'm a single mom, so I'm the mom yeah. and the dad, so I've got to be the other more. route, the crying dad. But that's not <laughs> a bad that, thing. Not a bad, that's not oh, a bad thank thing. You. That's a good I thing. What I did was unhealthy yeah. for me. Right. So I you had a lot of now. suppressed emotions. You can cry now. <laughs> my nervous. Feel free. Well, wait till you hear my ayahuasca story. I, I really don't need to. But um, so I did the combo, and so you I don't have to do the combo. No, you you you, need you don't have to, but they recommend it because it will make your ex ayahuasca experience more pleasant. Got it. So you because if well you do don't it. purge right. on combo, you're going to purge on ayahuasca. You may as well get it out first, uh, and then you can enjoy ayahuasca. Because oh, ayahuasca is going to push all that shit out of you regardless. I didn't know that. That's important to know. Because I would be interested, just saying, in a trip to Cancun or wherever. I love Cancun. It would be my third time. Well, this is but, in the jungle. This is 30 miles right. north. But then after, you go you go party after in Cancun. Right? You won't want to. How about that? Really? You won't want to. Hey, I'm fine. But I have the option to. You you have the option to. You do. You, you will not want, want to. You don't want to party in Cancun? Not after ayahuasca. What am I going to do? You are going to be on a cloud connected to God. And you're not going to want to do anything to fuck with that. I'm going to float back to L.A. Like I floated back to L.A. I didn't even need to get on the damn plane. <laughs> I floated through the airport, floated onto the plane, floated back to LA, wow. got off. I was smiling from ear to ear. I had Jeez. journaled the entire time. I Normally, I always get a glass of wine at the airport. Didn't want it. Didn't want anything to do with that. You were floating in the seat on the airplane. I was like... You weren't really touching the seat anymore. I was like, I You're just... Like, I was so happy. I didn't need to do anything to try to expand my happiness. Right. I was so happy. Fuck. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I know it's because I did it the right way. It's very tempting, Julie. It's like I didn't just... Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? But people have a negative experience because they don't do the proper right. cleanse. They don't do the proper diet. They just go to some random person. You have to have a shaman right. there that is there in case you have a bad a bad experience. And there are... And not every experience that seems bad on the outside is bad. Because I went with a friend of mine who had a really rough, rough time the first night. We could do two ayahuasca ceremonies. The first, because she was fighting it. You have to surrender. We talk about surrender. You have to surrender to the medicine. Holy God. Because you will I'm feel scared. it. No, it's but it's beautiful it's, if you I do. know, I know. And you're the only one that ends up hurting yourself when you try to control it. I got out of the driver's seat. I gave the reins to ayahuasca. Right. I said, do with me as you wish. That's why the preparation, I'm being honest that it scares me a little bit, which it would scare a lot of probably 
typical people that are open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a typical person that's very open-minded, right? And uh, that's why it's even more important that someone is curating this whole experience from the beginning. The beautiful <laughs> thing about the place I went to was it it was it's their little huts out in the jungle it wasn't like a like a four seasons i mean i mean it was there was no hot water there was no water pressure it was clean but it's also there's bugs warm. everywhere yeah. i mean it's it, this is a jungle experience this is not like right. it's so funny because i no, i brought it. makeup and i don't even know why i brought makeup because so i'm no like makeup yeah you're just what do you need to bring? you're roughing it man you just, yoga pants towels socks you know and, and just you are if you Flip flops, yeah. bathing it, suit, but they have everything. There is strategically planned, and right. and it's a real Native American indigenous group that like have helped coordinate this. So there's actual real Native American shaman. Um, the woman that cooks for you is his grandmother, and she cooks this vegan, salt free food that's actually delicious. Like I don't, I loved all the food, but that you have to keep your diet really light because of the purging and stuff, and you don't want to have this excess stuff. So you get there and then you have a, a sweat lodge ceremony. A I went through a real Native American sweat lodge ceremony and it was incredible. Like it's in the, the they call it the Temezcal, I believe. And I might be mispronouncing that. So please forgive me if I am. No disrespect to How dare you. But I know, but it's, it is, it's like a hut and it symbolizes the, the, the birth, the canal of a woman because it's mm. shaped like an igloo and it's One a of my small hole. Things. But what? <laughs> But when you come out of it, you're like being re reborn. reborn. So that's why it's shaped no. the way it is. And you go in and they, no. they put the lava on the fire. I was already sold, but now. No, and you do all of this stuff. And it's, it, it, was, it was the most exhausting, most rewarding week of my life. We had circle therapy where we talked and the shaman, wow. he couldn't speak English, but he had a translator there. And he was amazing. He had like Jesus Christ energy. Like he was just so full of love and like a Buddha energy, whatever mm. you want to call it. And I, I, I just saw, I mean, he just embellished the perfect yin and yang of the masculine feminine energy. Wow. And I said, this guy is, is, is it like a couples thing. Couples can go, but it's not, is it good? To there go when I, or? when I went, there was two couples there, but they, but both of those couples had already come by themselves before and came back together. Got it. Um, the only thing I've noticed with couples is you might, hinder your own healing because you're kind of focused on them <coughs> it's kind of nice to be with a bunch of strangers right because you're, you're all gonna there. be afraid to admit certain things that you might not is hurt true because it's very confessional some, yeah you might have some honesties that pop up that you may not and during your actual ceremony you might not surrender to the medicine if you're worried about your spouse or your partner got it um if they're if they're having a horrific <sighs> or they're throwing yeah. up a lot or purging a lot, you might be like wanting to try to take care of them instead of worrying. Cause it's, it's a very personal journey. You got to do it for you. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you do all this stuff, you do this, the diet, then you do the combo and, and then you do the sweat lodge and, and then they, they meet and everyone kind of introduces themselves and you feel very comfortable to share, which I already am comfortable to share, but there were some people there that you could tell weren't, but the shaman is very like, look, there's people that have come here that have murdered other people. Before or during the trip? No, not during the trip. Like years before. And they maybe had guilt about it and they were there to like. And question. he's like, this is a place that we forgive. There is no judgment. Everyone's here to love and heal. I love it very much. And I, that's the space that's that great. he holds for you yeah. while you do the ceremony. And I mean, we're taking the podcast to prisons and we I have no judgment. 
I just said if, if every prisoner did ayahuasca. Wow. They, <laughs> what if we started a program like that? That'd be sick. I'd love to go check it out first and try it. It's a whole thing, though, and I, I understand. It's a lot. Like, maybe for you now it doesn't feel like a lot, but just empathizing with people that might hear about it, it takes a lot for someone to get to the point where they would do it because it feels like a lot when you're living a comfortable, like, uh, um, um, I guess, typical mm -hmm. modern life. Like, shit, I can't eat what I want. I can't have a bag of chips. Like, it is a lot, and I want people, a lot of people. But I want people to understand. But it's a great it reason. Is a lot. But, but you should. But I love how you're saying it's a lot because if you didn't, I would feel like it's too good to be true. Yeah. Like, oh, it's this. You're really. It's this great resort, and everything one serves you. I mean, I'm sure there's great customer service, but it's not about that. It's about you are really ready to hit the reset button. Oh yeah. And give yourself to this. So it's not really time for everyone to do it. Mm -mm. This is for certain individuals that are like for example and i'm i just want to ask you because it popped up in my head like can somebody that's not in great shape go right like i thought yeah, is yeah. this a great reset button for someone that's let's say super overweight that's like i'm i'm okay i'm doing this as a reset button so i'll prepare for it but mm -hmm. i haven't done anything to prepare up to now i'm just gonna do whatever the prescribed i think it would be best for somebody like that to do it first of all the benefit is you're gonna lose a few pounds Right. That's what I'm thinking. Second then of when all, you come back from that, you're, you're probably much easier to stay on a diet. Like but a lot of times diet. the reason why people are overweight is not because they, I mean, yes, they probably eat too much, but it's psychological. And malnutrition. Malnutrition. Because they're but, eating but they're, things that don't get Or they're eating, to, to, they're eating to cover up an emotional problem. Mm. So if you bring that to the surface and you get rid of it, sometimes mm. the weight just melts right off. Got you. Because you're not emotionally eating anymore. You're getting to the root of the weight issue. Yes. More than like the diet part. Because the diet part, everyone might, most people know. It's just something's holding the back. Confidence. Yeah. Like I know for me, as my confidence, as my three C's went up, my weight went down. My health went, went up. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. Because, you, because go, you, you care more about yourself it. too. Yeah, you think you're worth it. My first ceremony and my second ceremony were totally different experiences. In what way? Well, the first one was a lot more vibrant. I was more, I felt my body being healed. It's very strange to say that. But, but I, I told you I surrendered. And, you know, you drink this, it's, it's a liquid. And, and the shaman, they go around and it's outside in front of a fire. And they put the fire out and it's pitch black. And you hear the frogs and the crickets and... You see the stars in the sky. I mean, this is totally, you're, you're just connected to Mother Earth. You got blankets. You got a bucket to puke in. You got yourself. That's it. And the shaman gets up. He prays around everyone. He sages everybody. He spends about an hour getting the space blessed and ready for the experience because he creates this bubble around everybody of protection. Right. And he takes it very serious. You got to get in the right state of mind. And so he does all that. Secures the space, secures everybody. He, he takes a puff of this stuff. It's called rape, which is, um, uh, it's like a very concentrated form of tobacco. And he just takes a puff and blows it over your head. Like it just clears the energy, right? And some people got the rape up their nose because it relaxes you a little bit. Um, and goes around, does all that. Takes about like an hour to get the space ready. Then he starts pouring the medicine and he listens. He's guided by God. He listens and he gives you the dose he, he knows that you need. You don't tell him, fill the cup up or 
He sees you. He analyzes your energy. He pours the amount that you need and gives it to you. And you just drink it. Everybody says it tastes like shit. I actually thought it tasted yummy, but I love herbs. So I was like, it was very herbal taste. But it's kind of thick like swamp water and you just suck it down. And then you go sit on your little yoga mat and you wait. And it goes, you go around the circle. That's why usually a really good ayahuasca ceremony is only going to be no more than about 15 people. I think 20 people would be the absolute most because you want to keep it not, not too many. So with our group was 13. It was a perfect amount. So then you sit there. So I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. About 20 minutes go by. And I'm like, all of a sudden. And by the way, you're not asleep. This isn't a dream. I was sitting up completely erect. I knew you'd laugh at that. And, and it, I'm only laughing at your reaction. I know. But yeah, I, I knew where you went. I love using that word. Whenever I can slide it and in, I slide it in, at, pardon the pun. And then anyway. you looked at me like, <laughs> go ahead. So, so I'm sitting there and my eyes are wide open. Like, and I'm just waiting and I'm listening to the frogs and the crickets and I'm just watching. I'm kind of looking at my neighbors and seeing. Then all of a sudden it hit. Have you ever seen a Cirque du Soleil show in Vegas? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it, felt like there was a curtain coming down in front of me and I started seeing all these colors like a kaleidoscope of colors and I'm like this is the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen in my life and my mouth is like this I'm seeing the colors but it's soft it's soft it's not aggressive it's not it's just this flowing of soft beautiful myriad of colors shapes a lot of prisms and then I saw this face. It was a face that was a female face, which is supposedly ayahuasca. And now that I see the paintings that people do, I, I know it because I saw it. It was this prisms, triangles and prisms and like a geometric face, but large with like these flowing tentacles all around her. Like, like, a, like a man of war, you know, but, but clear. And, and, and I'm just giving you my, my example. So this gets somebody else's. But I... I see these artist renditions of it and I'm like, oh, I get it now because it's what it looked like. And she was, I'm going to, I'm going to call her she, so we're all on the same page here. She was floating towards me with all these colors. And I'm just like, I have tears welling up in my eyes because I just felt the love get closer to me and closer to me. And I felt this, it was like a vibration prism of love. And she's just floating towards me slowly. And all of her tentacles like wrapped around me. And wrapped around my body. And I felt her like caressing my hair. I told you I lost my mom. And I mean my mom's still alive. Yeah. She like wrote me a letter. And like didn't want to talk to me ever again. And, and that's a whole other show that I want to get into. Yeah. But go ahead. So I've had to go through this year without my mom. And I've always been close to her. Mm. So I'm sitting there. Wow. And I. I felt her download. Now, she doesn't like talk to you like, hey, how you doing? My name's Ayahuasca. It's not that kind of a communication. It's a download. And she just downloaded to me, your real mother never abandoned you. I'm your real mother. And, sorry. <laughs> Take your time. <clears throat> Don't rush. It was just so beautiful. Don't because rush. She told me, that's just a three-dimensional version of your mother. That's just a hologram. I'm your real mother. She's connected to me. You're connected to me. I never left you. I will never leave you. And then she took her 
tentacle, put it in my chest. I felt it gently. It wasn't like aggressive. Like everything about this was just soft flowing. It was, it was a mother energy, which is why they call a mother ayahuasca. I get it. Her tentacle went into my chest and I felt this bowling ball. It felt like a bowling ball popped out of my chest. And I just started wailing, crying at the top of my lungs. Like I've never cried in my life. I just, the tears, it was like my chest was soaking wet and I just wouldn't stop. And the shaman came over and he's like singing a song and he's got the like sage and he's just saging and I felt it pop out of my chest. It went pop. And when it popped out, it was like the tears stopped and he took the sage and he like gently just brushed, brushed the sadness. It was like, it was like she pulled the sadness literally out of my heart and I felt the sadness dissipate and I just felt I could breathe. I felt so light and I'm like, I can breathe again. I never knew I had that much sadness in my heart because I'm a happy person. I'm very generally a very happy person. I didn't know that I was harboring that much sadness here and it was gone we like adapt. that. We adapt. We adapt so well that, that we can push through the craziest, you know, people have lived in concentration camps and, and, and gotten used to it and survived. But so I we, think I told you, you know, I, I tried. It doesn't mean it's not painful. It doesn't mean, like, I can only imagine if I, if I had an experience like you had, the kind of shit that would come out of me. And it doesn't matter if it's real in terms of really connecting to another dimension or not. What matters is you're having this experience and therefore you're allowing yourself to be completely real with yourself. And, and because we're not really able to do that because our conscious brain is always like trying to control what's happening and pr protect us so we don't go insane, so we don't go off a cliff. But it doesn't mean those things aren't there and we adapt so well, we just fucking hide them for our whole lives. And that's why I think something like ayahuasca is so healing because it heals those hurts. Right. And like they say, it's 20 years of therapy in one week. And I mm. really can see that because... What if we can solve the prison system? Well, Serious. It's that's a different up. conversation because no, there's, there's profit in the prison system. See, but they, the prison system should be rehabilitation centers. I agree. These are adults that have slipped through the cracks that are not healthy members of society. They're not, they're hurting themselves, they're hurting others, they're not being productive for the, the tribe, let's say, right? So you go, hey, how do we help you? Instead, they go, hey, we're going to tell you when to shit, piss, eat, and drink, treat you like a fucking animal, and then let you out in like 10, 15 years. That should work, right? No, motherfucker. It's even worse now. Mm -hmm. You treated me like a dog. Now you say go, go. It's, it's a, it's. I know it's a profitable system. There's a reason why I was commercialized. Illegal. It's illegal. It's becoming commercialized. Yeah, but it's illegal now. But if we get Joe Rogan <laughs> on board, who has the number one podcast for now, then <laughs> he's a big plant medicine advocate. Yeah, then. But they've really like, tried if, to shut him up about it, too. what if this solves 50% of the fucking prison problem where people go, oh, my God, I need to be a painter. And they go, oh, we have a job for you, sir. And then the, when you find somebody's passion, they're much less likely to give it up by losing their freedom. Oh, shit. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't rob that bank because I actually make enough to live on this thing that I like to do. You then, only hurt other people because you don't you have unresolved right. trauma. Yes, Trauma is what hurts other people. Right. If you're connected to God, you won't hurt another human being ever. I'm going to say that again. 
if you are connected, and I don't want to say God because it's any, whatever name you right. want to call it, if you're connected to your highest power, right. you will not hurt another person, right. ever. Right, if you believe in yourself, you're secure with yourself, you love yourself, you've gotten, you feel like you're loved, you feel like you're worth it, you feel like you have something to offer the tribe. A lot of people think they got nothing to offer. And if people say, no, you're great at, they, they don't believe it, so they go, whatever, man, yeah, I'm not good at that. They really don't believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck that. Like, if you've gone to the, through the school system and you weren't good at math, science, or sports, you're basically cast out as stupid, and then by 12, 13, why wouldn't you go sling drugs for someone that says, hey, man, you, we accept you, man. You're going to be useful to us. Well, the school system and the environment didn't help you find something that you're passionate about. You might mm -hmm. as well do that. Try to put everybody in the same yeah. box. It's really broken. And I know it's like we could talk about it all we want, but the system is really driving it. And it's profit. Mm -hmm. If it's a profitable system, like all the food that they, you know, all the contracts for food and all of that, that's flowing through the current system because it's really archaic and all my kids hate school except for the social and i'm like you want to homeschool they're like no because i want to see my friends okay make the most of it why do i have to learn these subjects that i hate dad from these teachers that don't want to teach them like i know son take it as a challenge they're like okay they all get good grades but they know the truth i'm like it's just you got to go through that hurdle and then figure out what you want to do as a mother who's raised a son entirely in the public school system, it is one of the most broken systems that we have going right now in this country. Yes. It's horrific. Horrible. And that's a whole nother podcast. It's another prison, prison system. Uh-huh. We're trying to build a prison. We're trying to build a prison. <laughs> system of a down, one of my favorites, one of my yep. oldest son's favorites. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something Damn. right now. I have never in my life, and this is the first time I'm sharing this yeah. with anyone ever. Please. Oh my God. I have never in my entire life, I'm 44. Yeah. 44 years ever. Not woken up with a zest for life until this past year. It's the first time in my life. I'm not saying I was suicidal. I, it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I didn't care to live anymore. I didn't care. For me to feel that way, I just was like, I give up. I just don't care. And... After doing ayahuasca, I feel like I'm myself again. I have that zest again. I saw God. I saw where we go when we die, and it's fucking beautiful. I'm not scared of death, but I want to enjoy my life while I'm here. I'm here for a reason. It's to expand. It's to help. It's to give back, and that's what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's what I'm going to do, and I believe I'll be taken care of. I love that. That actually works, <laughs> even from a business standpoint. <laughs> I you can't just can't help, help yourself. My, well, because like you, I've dropped back into the reality and go, yeah, because then people will be like, hey, look, this is what I can afford. And she'll say, all right, that works or it doesn't work. Or, okay, and then we're going to help you out. Because there's going to be a patron that wants to help someone out that maybe can afford a bigger package. Well, help and that can happen out. too. That can happen. We actually had a couple. Had a couple Ooh, that was cool. there that was a beautiful couple. They had both yeah. been there before by themselves. And then this was their third time and they were coming together. And he was... Uh, he'd suffered from addiction and there was a lot of infidelity and issues that they had dealt with and they were going to get divorced. They had come individually on their own and then they came back together and they had such a breakthrough as a couple. It was beautiful. Their marriage got saved from this. And I mean, they both were committed to the work. It wasn't like, oh, we drank the ayahuasca and we're not getting divorced. I mean, they, you could tell they went through months of work to get to where they are, but they saved their marriage. And 
the one thing that they saw under ayahuasca, because ayahuasca will download you ideas and things that you need to come to fruition in your real life. And they wanted to start a charity to help people that couldn't necessarily afford to pay to have them go. And I was like, I'm in. And you know, like right now, there's a very big rise in consciousness going on. I mean, there's a lot of fear and anxiety and stuff kind of, but I feel like we're at this point where people are starting to not trust the news as much. People are starting to say like, hey, that doesn't make sense. And uh, and people are starting to wake up, I think collectively, not everyone, but collectively, I just feel this upward surge of vibration and humanity is rising up. And ayahuasca is is a powerful plant that truly wants to help heal humanity. I believe it. Wow. And there is go we're at a time now that's crucial. We're at a time that people need to step into the love, that people need to step into their true self. People need to strip away the ego and the fear. And then they need to work together and instead of the division, like working yep. together. And this is a plant that can help facilitate that. And that's why it's gaining momentum. And there's going to be a lot more of conversations like this, documentaries, YouTube videos, because the word needs to get out. And this is how I feel is not by accident. So Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Had that show. Have you seen her show on Netflix? I have not. So I think that's her another goop, thing. Her People goop. can go check that out. Yeah. Because her group, yeah, it's her. She's executive producer. She's in it. But then her group goes out and like checks out interesting experiences and that was one of them oh yeah you got to check it out and then say they all the her team went through it and had these reactions that are similar to what you're talking about so i'm just saying like i not that people don't trust you but even someone that everybody knows oh yeah like gwyneth paltrow i mean i don't think she's doing it for the money or for fame she's mm -hmm. just like trying to get the word out which takes a lot of courage because she says that they say it like people are never going to judge us for this, but we're just trying to like be objective here. And they went on the trip. They talked about it very much like you. I'm just saying like, check that out. So you can kind of like educate yourself. There's that's why I'm more series. Yeah. I'm open about it. Cause I've seen those kind of things and I'm like, Oh wow, this is, you know, cause if you don't know about it, it's easy to go, Oh, what is this yeah. thing? But it's it's been out there. It has, and there's a docu series on Netflix called Unwell, and episode mm, number yeah, five yeah. is all about ayahuasca. Now, Unwell kind of debunks a lot of this natural stuff that's gotten a hype. Yeah. It does not debunk ayahuasca because they they go and they see all these people that heal their bodies and 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 amazing things happen. People that were ready to blow their brains out and hang themselves go, right. and they're and they're like wow, and then they start doing studies. So there's, you know, the scientists start actually putting people under ayahuasca and doing studies on their brain. They show the parts of their brain. They can't explain it. It's a miracle and a phenomenon what it does inside your brain. They can't figure it out. And so in a nutshell, what how would you describe it? Like I think you did in the beginning, but I'm just like like what's the uh what's like the lo log line for ayahuasca? I think 20 years of therapy in one this. week. 20 years of therapy in one wow. week. It just erases trauma, helps you see your life without the ego, helps detach you from all your attachments, wow. makes you look at life through a lens of love, makes you love yourself, makes you stop judging others. You, I, I was angry with my mom. I'm not anymore. Wow. I get it. But people love, go to therapy uh, yeah. their whole lives and they right. still have the same issues. Exactly. They're, you're just, you're repeating a narrative. Right. 
I'm this, I'm that, and this is a narrative, and you're just, and yes, I'm not saying therapy doesn't help. That's not sure, what I'm saying. No, no, it does help it. to Do talk it together. It. But it's, you know. Well, therap I've seen therapists that talk about it that mm -hmm. have incorporated into their practice because, to be honest, and I'm, again, I'm just quoting what I've heard, and it makes sense to me. They're like, it's probably for them not as profitable as a therapist because you get to it quicker. Yeah. So, that, but they're they're saying, well, we were trying to help people, so if I can't, there's still people that need to come see me, and I'm guiding them in certain specific things, like. Maybe they're not as you know good at communicating, whatever. But still, ayahuasca helps a lot of, or those types of experiences under proper supervision helps them open up. You see these like veterans that have had PTSD. Like yeah. I've seen these document, like do I don't know if it was the same. It wasn't the unwell one. It was something else. So you can't ignore that. You start. Well, like, and there's a lot of people that ha have diseases in their body, cancer, and everything that's that is because of this trapped trauma. And I'm not saying that ayahuasca can cure every disease, but, but I'm it's saying not there allowing is, your body to cure itself. Exactly. And when you release, because there's a lot of energy and emotions, and when you release trauma and anger and sadness and pain and victimhood and all these things that we hold in our nervous system, you can your body has an opportunity to heal itself. Ayahuasca showed me why my bones were breaking down, why I had to have hip replacement in my early 40s. It was because of my emotional state. And if I didn't change that, I could have really broken down worse. And I see that now. Um, you know, I just played it off. Oh, I was a dancer for 20 years. Oh, I was this or that. Or I I'd injured myself at one time. Mm. But not to the point of having... I had completely deteriorated hip bone that was dead with no labrum, no cartilage, rotted bone on bone at 42 years old. Like, that is not... And I'm not like some Olympic athlete either. Like the doctors couldn't believe it. I mean, I had lost two inches of length off my leg from the amount of deterioration. I had to, I tried acupuncture. I tried everything. I had to have the hip replacement. And I saw when I was on ayahuasca, my emotional state was causing my bones to break down. And I felt her healing that, pulling what, what, things out. Do you know what, it, like you said, tra it's trauma. It was like, a lot. I have a lot of masculine out, energy. And did I you figure out what the trauma yeah. was from. Well, it was, it was just there? years and years of having of, of burning the candle at both ends, having that masculine energy, being the mom and the dad, being a CEO, working for ma male dominated industries. Was being, there a reason you were burning the candle at both ends? Because I was way too in my masculine and she showed me I needed to be more in my feminine. Me. What me. does that mean? Explain. Break it down. Well, for the layman, like. What does that mean? Like I said, I had yeah. to be the mom and the dad. So when you're the mom and the dad, you have to be more the dad. Okay. Yeah. You have to be the disciplinarian. You can't be the nurturer. So I was a disciplinarian. I was a CEO of a company. I was in male dominated industries like Harley Davidson. I had to be tough. I had to hold my emotions down. Wow. I had to be. So I might look on the outside that I'm feminine, but I'm actually very masculine. And I have to tap into that masculine energy to survive. And it was destroying my body. Because that's not who you are, meaning you're part masculine and part feminine. We're all, all supposed are. to embody both. Yeah, I was too far us. on the other Exa side. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're, It's not that you don't have masculinity. You're a leader. That's what masculinity yeah. is. It's a visionary leader, someone that needs to like achieve or something like that. And then the feminine is like putting order to things, making things beautiful like that. And together, it's the, the it's together perfect. is the right, it's the perfect, perfect combination. Whatever you are, mm -hmm. if you're 90% masculine, go with that. 10% masculine, go with that. Man or woman. 
And there That's are sometimes the in your life, there are sometimes supposed to be a certain way. Sometimes in your life, you're going to have to be more of each. Yes. And that's okay. Right. But for 20 years, uh, I have been too masculine. And uh, so yeah, I, I saw it. I, and that was just my message. Everybody there got a different message. That yeah, was yeah. my message. I, and so that's why I've taken some time off doing yoga, meditation, massage. I'm, I'm, I'm touching into my nurturing side and I'm getting, you know, praying, doing all those things that I haven't allowed myself to do for years. Getting off the hamster wheel. Yeah. And so it's been a couple months now? Yeah. How long has it been? I went in the end of July. So it's August, September. So yeah. It's been two months. Two months now. Yeah. Like right now is two months basically. Yeah. At the end of this week. So what do you think? What's the assessment? How are the three C's doing compared to like before and now? Look at that callback. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How are the three, like, or, or whatever has changed for you? Like, what would you say has changed? Everything. I mean, my, my, my view on life and what I want to do has changed. I, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do with this, but I don't care as much. I'm more like getting my vibration high and being in that place. And I've had some downloads come to me since then. I'll be honest with you too. Integrating back in society is a little hard because you're like, you, I told you I came floating back and then you're slammed back into the matrix and you have to start, you have to live normally. Yeah, you and can't. people are like, what's up with you? Yeah. So I ha it took me a couple of weeks to kind of come down off that high. Yep. Now I'm living a more balanced life and I'm having opportunities be presented to me that I'm not trying to get. I've had people call me out of the blue that I haven't talked to forever. I've been invited on this podcast. And you're showing I'm, up, by the way. I'm showing up. That's key that yeah. most people don't do. Just don't discount you showing the fuck up. <laughs> I'm having people Without invite me that, to lunch that I haven't talked to in years. And, and you're have, showing up. And they have opportunities. You're answering the call. Yeah. You're coming to the lunch. A lot of people don't. They go, I don't know. I can't do that. What would we talk about? I don't know. I don't, I'm get, I don't I'm have getting, anything to offer. Right, but I'm getting confidence. out of my own way. I'm getting out of my own Courage. way. That's it. Yeah. And that, there you have it. How would you rate yourself on the three C's? Just curious, like at a scale of one to 10. Compared to like 10 being like, oh my God, nothing can stop you. Like ever. You Maybe just like a seven and a half. Overall. Yeah. And would you say it's improving or? Going I'm way? getting back. I used to probably be eight and a half, nine. Wow. But because this past year kicked my ass and then some. Yeah. It took me down a bit. But you dropped to almost zero. I dropped. When you did I've never been care, zero, but I but I did. Very I, less, much I didn't, less than a seven, I'm saying. I had an apathy, which I've never That's been apathetic. Yeah. That's clarity, I mean, confidence. I had lost a lot of confidence. Courage. I had lost clarity. I had lost, yeah, I mean, I had lost. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was at a zero because I yeah, still believed there was a teaspoon a zero in would there. Mean it'd be over. Yeah. I think that's, I'm just saying closer to the zero yeah you weren't at a seven and a half and so i'm just saying is the truth not to like i'm not trying to be over encouraging but yeah you might have been an eight and a half before but living in you, you might have been an eight and a half but you probably weren't as clear as you think yeah you had the good confidence and the courage but the clarity you were like doing things that you didn't really know is that what you want or not you were just like mm -hmm. going through the motions of that's where you were lower yeah. than you maybe realized but now, so it might not have been an eight and a half. You might have been an eight and a half on confidence and courage, 
but been like a three on clarity because you were like, yeah, I'm kind of doing this. But now I see, you know why I've I've been throwing out ideas and you don't just agree with the idea because you're so clear whether you know it or not. You're so clear on how you want this to be. You just haven't sat down to think it through and whiteboard it, mm -hmm. which I'm happy to do if you ever want to do that because mm -hmm. I'm, I, I love that. I love branding. Yeah. I love figuring out the identity of something truly. And then brand, that's how we did our whiskey brand, which I'll show you. Then my, my, my clarity's high. My confidence and my courage is, is a little lower than it used to be because I've just used to just dive right in. Yeah. I used to just dive on in, not even care. Now that I've been pained a few times and, Lost in business, I'm like, mm, I'm a little bit more tr tr tread the water, test the water, excuse me. First. I have great news for you. Dude. What's that? If you were at a nine before on courage and confidence, this is temporary. You've oh, just yeah, been off sure. the bike. <laughs> oh, I know it's coming back. I already but feel you're getting anxious, like I'm coming like, back. Fuck, what if I can't ride the bike? What if I don't want to ride the bike? What if I go, I don't want to. I didn't want to ride it for a while. But once you get back on, because you have a mission now of, of like complete clarity. As soon as you start checking the boxes and going, oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. Oh, I was on the podcast. Oh, I was on the radio show. Oh, I, your confidence is going to be back to nines and it's going to be game over yeah. for the industry. I hope so. So watch out, people. <laughs> Julie's coming. This has been fun. This has been amazing. What a fucking trip. This has been a trip. This has been a great conversation. I've never felt this comfortable in an interview. Even really? though I've had some amazing interviews. I'm just totally letting myself go. I love it. And embracing that I have shorts on. I was going to jump in the pool right after the interview. I didn't say it, but I'm going to do it right now. You, you should, should capture it. I'm going to jump in right now with everything on. Maybe I'll <laughs> take my flip-flops off. It's hot as fuck. <laughs> it is hot. So I'm not doing it to get attention, but I was going to tell you in the beginning, like, I may not look like it because I'm wearing a sweat-proof shirt, but I am... <clears throat> A ball of sweat underneath. Oh, my underboob sweat is massive right now. Just just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> but it's okay. I've had a great time anyway. Regardless. I'm glad Boot I'm wearing a black shirt. <laughs> Julie, this is amazing. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Much. Thank you. You can say amazing back one more time. You're amazing. No, you're amazing. <laughs> no, oh, my you, God. No, you. <laughs> Julie. I think you should drop the mic, but not Bam. really, because they're expensive. Bam! I'll just pretend. No budget for a new bike yet. Mic yet. <laughs> like oh, it's hot as hell. Oh, no. oh shit! This is hot too. Hurry up! Let's go! Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.